0: No. It is about the Kabbalah of the color white. Well, what? Of the color white. Well, um, so, <clears throat> in Parsha's Dvarim, Sefer Dvarim, Moshe begins rebuking the Jewish people, reprimanding them about uh, many different things that took place in the desert. Now, what's interesting is that some of the rebuke is barely mentioned it's mentioned through one word. It's like hinted, and some of the rebuke is very clear. It's very straight straightforward. Um, and I'm gonna I want to pick one of them today to discuss, and we'll see the contrast, and it's gonna come out very interesting. So in the first pasuk, Moshe um, mentions a bunch of words, and each of these words really refer to something else. Another um, uh, detail. Moshe um, mentions. Um, uh, ben toifel What's this ben toifel v'lovan? So, um, Lava means white, and toifel comes from the, from the term of I'm not sure the exa- from complaining or talking bad about. So Rashi um, brings that this is referring to when the Jewish people complained about the mon, When the Jewish people complained about the mon when the Jewish people complained, they said the v'nashenu katzav That uh, um, that we don't like the man, and there was a whole back and forth where they wanted meat, and it was only it was more than once. Um, And this is referred to by the word lavon, because lavon refers to the man. Why does lavon refer to the man? Because the man was the color white, like in that parsha. The parsha, what? The parsha says it says back there where they complained, it discusses what the man was. It says that the man was like a crystal and, like a, um, and the, the way it looked. And uh, talking about how special and how important, um, how, how uh, uh, su- significant this food was that uh, God sent from heaven. So Moshe was rebuking them about them, complaining about the man. I mean, you can imagine. They're in the desert. God's taking care of them. God gives them everything they need. And all they have to do is complain. Right? He said, he said it before, the, the, the waiter um, goes around to every table in the restaurant, asking everyone, "How's the food?" Um, and they come to the Jewish table, the, cup, the Jewish couple by the table, and they said, "Is there anything that's good?" <laughs> Meaning, all we know to do is complain. And it comes from the, the generation of the <laughs> desert. Oh, I thought it's Jews. People <laughs> say Jews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jews. I love Jews. Jews. Taking you know, all, all the fun if you don't, you don't, don't you know. Know. So we yeah. have, we have, we made an, we made an I can't believe you're back. This is, so, this is so, this it's better. It's back, day. like he never left. Uh-huh. I, no, did it's like really he did. I don't better. know why he's not. So, not um, so love him, right? So love here refers to the man It's interesting that we refer to the man with this word white. And it's interesting the Maisha only hints to the re- to what happened. He doesn't say, "Oh, I'm rebuking mm-hmm. you for the fact that you complained about the man. He Hints it with two words: been the Why such a coded way? Now, later on in the parasha, um it discusses more rebuke, where Moshe rebukes, the, again, the two tribes, which uh, chose not to take land in the land of Israel, not to um, settle with the rest of the Jewish nation in the land of Israel like they were told they were going to, like they were supposed to. They chose to take land outside of the land of Israel. But about them, Moshe speaks about it very clearly. He doesn't hint to their to the rebuke. He's, he um, clearly talks about, um, talks about it. And so I want to contrast the two specifically. We didn't discuss this when we discussed Bnegadib and Eruven, but there's an interesting um, explanation on their story. Well, we know the reason why they chose the land outside of Eretz is because it says, they had a lot of cattle. Why do they have so much Cattle. Why do they have so much cattle? So, there's different. Ex- one of the explanations given is because the rest of the Jewish people, they would eat the man, but they would also shech their animals and eat the meat of their animals. They wouldn't only eat the man. The Bnei Gadub Bnei Ruvein, because they loved the man so much, it says they, 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 they literally they loved the man so much, they had no desire to eat their animals. Because they had no desire to eat the animals, they didn't shech the animals, they had so much animals. Yeah, the man, I never, yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Because, because they had so, because they loved the man so they much. they complaining then? They made a lot of things. Complaining, they, they had, they had, had so, so much cattle, cattle, so many animals. No, why are they were wanted to oh, They weren't complaining, the others weren't complaining. Meaning they loved the mon. And out of the love for the man, they had so much cattle. And because they had so much cattle, they wanted the land that was conducive, that was a good place for them to, to have all their animals. No, but it's love earlier we don't want this man we want this fish instead obviously these two shvatim weren't of the primary complainants because they uh, they loved the mon. they didn't want anything else so we see our contrast here where Marisha speaks about them clearly the they're rebuking them and they're also connected to the man but when Marisha rebukes the rest of the Jewish people for not wanting the man it's very subtle it's, it's only hinted to what's the difference between them and let's go into a bit of a discussion about the man, and the fact that we refer to it with the color white. Um, in general, we know the man was lechem anashamayim. It was bread from heaven. It was heavenly bread. And there's uh, we normally eat processed food, food from earth. Um, but we don't get food sent from heaven. They're lechem anashamayim, bread from heaven. Now, one of the big differences between the two, we see clearly in the way it was digested in their body. We know that there was no kusaylas, there was no waste in the lechman and in the bread from heaven. And for that reason, the Jewish people didn't have to go to the bathroom. They didn't have to, they didn't have to let out their, their man. Um, and it's, be, and one of the, it's explained, this is one of the reasons why they complained. They were scared. They said something's going to happen. Their stomachs are going to explode. <laughs> but the, the, the man didn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, there was nothing bad in it because it was bread from heaven. And um, it was e- even um, had an impact, or was supposed to impact, the, um, everything else they ate. Because it was so refined, it would refine their system in a way that even the meat and everything else they ate would also be refined in a way that they wouldn't have to go. They wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. It says they didn't have to, they didn't have to use the bathroom. I don't think was a good one. Explain to me something. I understand someone complaining the first two, three days because they're concerned, but after a week, you know, like this is that's the coolest thing. Yeah. So, so let's. We complain about everything. It's too good. So let's let's go a little further, and we'll see. We'll hopefully, got a good a, a good picture of it and the answer to your question. So we see that's what man is. That's what, It's unprocessed, bread from heaven, and it doesn't have the, all the negative parts of worldly things, worldly processed things and physical things. And this goes hand in hand with the whole experience in the desert, like we discussed many times in the story of the spies, that they, in the desert they experienced a very spiritual um, experience. There was nothing physical. They didn't have to deal with anything. They didn't have to worry about life. Everything was taken care of. Um, as opposed to f- de- working with the land when they go into the land of Israel, having to su- support themselves and process their own things, that then it would be a completely different life. They bored. What? They to do. Exactly. They, they were complaining because they had nothing, they were, they were bored of God taking care of them. So, um, that's what, and this is what can be an explanation why the man was the color white. Because in colors, um, different colors, um, uh, are a combination of other colors. It's a harkava. It's made up and put together from different parts, different things. Um, the color which is simple, simplicity, which has nothing to it, when you put a bunch of things that are the color white, um, uh, there, there's, there's no... It's a simple color. It's, it's, it represents simplicity. Um, and this is why we talk, when we talk about sin, we say um, in the Haftar of, of Shabbos Chazayim, we say, that it should, it should become white. Our sin should become white like snow the um, to become like wool, um, uh, the color white represents a clean slate being pure, clean simplicity, nothing um, uh, um, <coughs> nothing negative, and this is why the man, which wasn 't processed in the world, it was straight from heaven, no filter, straight from heaven, and then they took it into their body it was it's the, it was the color white because it didn 't there was no harkava. there was nothing else there it was simplicity it was pure um, pure heaven they didn 't go through the works of this world so Understanding it like that, we can have a very interesting take on the fact that the Jewish people complained about it and the fact that B'nai Gada ibn Re'uven loved it. Let's first go through B'nai Gada ibn Re'uven. We discussed, when we discussed their story, that one of the reasons they wanted to remain outside of Israel is for the same reason the spies didn't want to go into Israel. That's why Moshe compares them to the spies. Which was, they wanted to remain spiritual. They wanted to keep that spiritual life where they would be detached somewhat from, from, the, from the land which also has to do with the cattle, a shepherd. Dealing with, with animals like a shepherd is more of an abstract form of life, a life detached from the world. So this is what they wanted to live. And we discussed back then what was the issues with that. But, and this explains why they loved the man. And they got to in their they were people that craved spirituality. They were people that craved the man. They didn't want anything else. They didn't want to eat the meat. They wanted to stick with just this. The, 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 we're getting, like, like David said, we got, Lechem and Hashemayim, Right? We don't want anything else. All they wanted was that spiritual connection, being close to God. They didn't want to have to um, associate that and bring that and ground it back with practical life. And this is why they loved the money. The rest of the Jewish people, they, it was, so to speak, too much for them. They wanted physical, practical life. They said, okay, we get the spirituality, but the spirituality is... is, is we need more of a concrete, um, uh, um, realistic, practical Judaism, so to speak. We're physical people, we need a physical Judaism. We discussed this yesterday. Um, and this is... It was a very different approach. And this is why they hated the man, as opposed to Bnei God of Bnei which loved the man. Um, taking this a step further, in the world of Chassidus, we can, we can uh, associate, very often it's associated, um, the Taurus Ahsidus and Taurus Anister is compared to Lachem and Hashemayim. And Taurus Anigla is compared to Lachem and Aretz. Um, why? Very simple, very obvious. When you learn Gemara, when you learn Halakha, it's very physical. Everything has a physical application, everything's practical, and it goes, it goes through the whole back and forth of the world with questions, answers, pilpil, um, and it's, it's, not, it's, it's very processed. It's not so pure and plain. Meaning, obviously, it's Torah it's, uh, Hashem, it's God's wisdom, but it goes through the filters of the world, it's, a, it's a, a catered for the human brain, and therefore, it's not, it, it, you don't see clearly in an open way it's spirituality and Godliness. You need to be able to have the right lenses to be able to see how it's God. We say, for example, um, uh, the, in Masifta Dirakiyah, they also learn the same as we learn up there. Um, they also learn about the oxes and the cows, but the oxes and cows up there represent something totally different than the what they represent down here. Um, so, yes, it has a spiritual part, it has a godly part, but the physical person learning it down here doesn't see that. Now, Tayar Sanister, Kabbalah, Chassidus, we know a famous thing, doesn't have so much of the back and forth. There's not so much of the machlaikas, of the arguments, debates. Not so much of the questions and answers. And it's pure godliness. You see it, it's straight, it's all about God and godliness. It's all about spirituality. There's nothing physical to it. So that's why it's like Lechem and And there's people that naturally lean towards one or the, or the other. Some people lean more towards Torah and Nister. I want to be totally focused on godliness and totally spiritual. And I don't want to have to deal with the physical, concrete part of Torah. And I connect more with that. I resonate more with that. And this it resonates with me. This is, I feel more godly when I'm learning Torah Sanister. And there's some people that it's too much for them. They can't handle it. They need to deal with, with just the concrete part of Torah, the physical, the halakha. And dealing with something abstract and spiritual is just too much. And unfortunately, each one has a, there's a problem with each of them. I mean, obviously, there's a problem with people that just focus on spirituality. In Teresa we have a place called the the Kabbalah Center, which (laughs) Judaism is just the spiritual aspects and there's no physical concrete halacha. So, obviously, that's a mistake. Um, And then you have the the flip side people that only want to focus on the physical part of it and they, they, they don't expose themselves to the fact that the Gemara they're learning is is, I didn't want to give them a name, is God's Torah, is godliness, and there's, and there's, a, um, there's, there's holiness and godliness, which you can only really taste and see if you expose yourself to Torah and Nister. Um And this no, is, about what? That's exactly, it's a matter of balance. But this is, this is the wrong approach of each of them. The people that complained about the Mount, they might should them, and might rebuked them in a very subtle way. The reason why he rebuked them in a very hidden way was because it was about the hidden part of Torah. They were trying to pull themselves away from Lacham and Ashamayim. That they were trying to say that we want a concrete physical Torah that's very applicable, very real, very realistic. And it's, the spirituality is too abstract for us. And Moshe was rebuking them about it. In a very subtle and hinted way because it's not so concrete. And he hints it with the word Lavan, Right? Um, and to them Maisha was rebuking them That no together with the physical concrete part of Torah you need some spirituality you need some godliness otherwise you'll never um, uh, taste your concrete Torah as godliness it becomes too physical and we know this there's some people that they get so caught up in the Gemara learning the people that love learning the Gemara purely because it's it's, it's mentally stimulating it stimulates the brain it's very enjoyable because of how deep and it's very deep. Gemara's geshmak to learn from, uh, forget about God being God's Torah. It's a very deep study, right? Um, and there's, unfortunately, that's, I mean, it's, uh, um, it eventually should lead them to learn it because it's God's Torah, but God can sometimes be out of the picture. And we need to bring God in. It says before you learn Torah, we need to, um, we need to, uh, uh, um, we say the that That is God's Torah and it even says somewhere in the Gemara I forget exactly where that it says why the it says uh, explaining why sometimes the children don't follow in the ways of the parents I think it's there Gemara the gives many many reasons one of the reasons it brings one of the reasons that made, is maybe that's I forget exactly which Gemara it could be it's more than Sounds once <laughs> Yeah, the dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they learned Torah and they associated it with the physical brain and the, 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 God was out of the picture. And this is, this is why it's so important not to just to, to rebuke the people that complained that the man was too much and they didn't want the man. But on the flip side, there's people that also, des- also deserve the rebuke. Then that they loved the man and they didn't want their animals, they didn't want anything else, they wanted to stay out of Israel, they wanted to stay spiritual, That's also a problem. And like Asher said, you need a balance. And it's both. We need a mixture because God made us physical people. He put us in the physical world to deal with physical things. But to remember that we're dealing with these physical things with, um, with the power of God, with God in the picture. And only with both together can you properly be a person that deals with the physical. And on that note, I was just reminded, I'll pull it up, um, the Hayoyim Yoim um, from a few days ago, which is powerful, not, not direct, indirectly connected to our topic, about uh, realizing that when we deal with the physical world it's purely um um with the power of God. The Ayemeyam says oh, since we have Yiddish people I I'll, I'll say it first in Yiddish. Mittergrester Horavanya kamanit fardin can ain sent mer viful is barakat opgestelt as their and their mensal fardin i read it in English. <laughs> no matter how much effort is exerted, no one can earn one cent more than God has ordained that he, this particular person, shall earn one must do what is necessary but one must remember that all his work is but and i don't know what this word means a adjunct a adjunct yeah a gun a how do you say it? adjunct it's a uh, okay the main thing is god's blessing no, a tuffle I a tuffle it's secondary no, it's um the main thing is god's blessing and that blessing is earned by being observant of God's commands. With, for, he lists a few. Davening with a minion. Observing Shabbos. Behider, um Beyond the letter of the law. Um, meticulous observance of Kashrus. Chal vizeral. What? Um, okay. Having children instructed by sincerely religious teachers. And this is the same exactly here. We need the balance. We need to deal with the physical world. Do our part. And if you don't do your part, you can't expect God to bless you. God blesses you within your work. So but you the mean, main thing is you know, God's blessing. You need to put a shtaddus, but you also need God's blessing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a waste of time, shtaddus, <laughs> if you don't have God's blessing. Over yes. Yeah, 100%, you know, 100%. 100%. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, you, right. still, yeah. you still, you still yeah. need yeah. to do yeah. your yeah. part. Right. But the one measurement we do have, one measurement we do have is if it compromises on your Judaism, then it's for sure too much. That's one measurement we have. Meaning that your shtadl, your effort in business and everything should be in a way that it should never compromise in your Judaism. What? Halakha. Start with halacha. It, right. it shouldn't right. take away from me dominating with the minions. shouldn't take away from me keeping Shabbos. What? Is, it's, it's, it's what you do in yeah, but exactly. Yeah. So you That's what I mean.